Welcome to IROC City. This is your host, Rocket Rasul. As usual, I'm joined by uh, the K9, and we have a special guest. To introduce special guest, please welcome Imran from Toronto. How's it going? Good, man. How about you, man? How's everything? Yeah, everything is good. Just staying inside and playing video games <laughs> and doing this, listening to music. That's about it. Yeah, that's pretty much all we can do nowadays. But, uh, you know, stay safe. That's all I suggest. Absolutely. Do you want to introduce our special guest? Yeah, um, so I've always I've been waiting a long time to give this kind of introduction. So finally, I get to uh, give this introduction. So um, forty five years ago, about ten badasses died, and then Atif was born. <laughs> you waited for that? Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, you you were. Uh... <laughs> Make it 20. Sounds better, man. 10, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. I, I want to say that um, Atif was a, I don't want to say unusual character, but he was a very funny guy who did a lot of funny stuff that would Thank crack you, all of us up. And yes. uh, it was in the realm of between bad and uh, and uh, funny. Yes. I uh, At least you have a, a taste of taste for comedy. So you appreciate <laughs> my art. So, so thank you. You know, yeah, I got one fan. Yeah, 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 I was I was a long time fan. I was like, yo, this guy, he's a badass. This is the guy you want to be around. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, hello, Facebook and SoundCloud or whoever's out there. Uh, uh, konnichiwa and hello and good morning, ohayou gozaimasu, whatever it is, whatever time of the day it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's me. It's me. It's me. The badass, still alive, still kicking. Good, Ready good, to roll. Hear, good to hear. Good to hear. Um, so, you know, before we start off, we usually have this little segment where we ask what we've been listening to. So since okay. you are our guest of honor today, um, Atif, can you tell us these days, what have you been listening to in quarantine? In quarantine, I've not been listening to any metal. So I know, I know this is about, it's going to get there into metal, metallic, all that. But uh, recently I've been listening to jazz. Okay. Uh, what? Yeah, Wes Montgomery. Uh, he's a jazz player. He's a guitarist, right? Mm-hmm. Guitarist, jazz player, and he's very unique because he's very good. First of all, but the second thing is he doesn't use a pick. He plays with his thumb. Oh, so wow! It is. Yeah, wow. you got. You gotta. You gotta Google him. Wes W E S Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Great, great, super, super talent. A legend. Uh, well known in the jazz world, mm-hmm. and uh, I think all all these guys. The musicians and all that they know they all know who he is he's a major major influence for his fluidity he moves very very fast and he uses his thumb to pick it's it's quite quite remarkable stuff so that's what i've been listening to so nice. how about you guys um and i just wanted to ask a couple of questions about wes so now is wes from like the 60s the 70s or oh that's a good question uh, i think he started playing in the 50s Okay. And yeah, and he kind of peaked in the 60s when he started touring Europe, did a lot of tours around Europe, Belgium, France, that kind of stuff. And uh, he died early. I, I, I don't know how he died, but he, he was quite young when he died. I think mid 40s, almost 50. Uh, no drugs or alcohol, none of that kind of stuff, but he just, he just passed away. But his music kind of lives on. 
to, to nice, this day. Nice. Um, so he's like a contemporary of like guys like Chet Baker and um, I want to say uh, um, the the trumpeteer that did uh, Bitches Brew. Um, Miles Davis? Miles Davis. So he's a contemporary of those guys, I would say. Right? Yeah, he, he, yeah, they all know this cat. Okay, awesome, uh, awesome. Right. And his influence, influence on rock music is there too. Guys like to- uh, Tommy Iommi. Uh, uh, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Black Sabbath. Right. They, they cite him. They cite him as a source. And oh, uh, interesting. This is a, there's another guy. His name is Atif. Cites him as a source as well. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's well known. He's well known in the guitar. It was a solid, solid dude. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, Ahmed, what have you been listening to? Uh, yeah, for me, like after the Metallica thing, I was started listening to a lot of Megadeth. So, right. Yeah, oh. pretty much. Megadeth, uh, nice. trying to go through all the albums. Uh, yeah, really enjoying it. It's pretty pretty cool. Wh- which album? Any uh, particular album? The old stuff, the new stuff? Yeah, the older stuff, like Rust and Peace. Yeah, uh, like nice. Even oh, very nice. Nice. So nice. now, Ahmed, chronologically, it's uh, uh, this particular album, Rest in Peace, did it come right after his firing from uh, Metallica? I was confused the first album. Okay. I think it was the second album. Okay, so it was during that time. You would say like the er- yeah, early, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. That was the early time. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Definitely. So definitely something to, to check out. Maybe uh, like I would say like uh, a thrash metal uh, must listen to kind of deal, right? Definitely. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Definitely. Nice, nice. Um, so now it's to me. Um, I've been listening to a lot of stuff, just a lot of eclectic stuff because I'm really terrible. Junoon? <laughs> I didn't, you know what? I didn't pick up Junoon. I didn't pick up Junoon. Um, I will, I, I um, probably today I'll try to try, try to more Nuri. But, um, ah, Nuri, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I listened to a hip hop artist by the name of Jay Electronica. His uh, album was supposed to come out and um, it's a very interesting album, very uh very interesting album. Pretty good, pretty decent. Um, I, again, highly recommended. Um, and then for the rock side, um, two albums. I was listening to David Bowie's Low, and okay. um, more uh, again back into uh, deep into like I want to say like last decades uh, Foo Fighters. The last decade of Foo Fighters. You mean yeah. the last? Okay, current yeah, yeah. going back so, ten years. Yeah, so. Pretty much from 2018, 2010 to their most recent album, which I believe was 2017 or 2018. I can't remember. But uh, during that time. so Right. Because I recently, uh, well, not recently, last year, I got that album, um, Concrete and Gold. Oh, yeah. That's a good yeah, album. Yeah. Uh, okay. If you say so. I mean, I, I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what's going on here, man? Uh, mm, okay. Cool, whatever, man. It's, yeah. it's your life, you know, that kind of thing. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah. bad. I think it's the way the way it was recorded. It was right. Just a, not my thing. But in terms of music, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was, it was not bad like that. It's so interesting that you say the way it was recorded because um, during that time when they were recording Concrete and Gold, they had yeah. just come off from that documentary Rock City. Uh, no, not. Uh, yeah. Sound City. Sound City. There Sound City. Sound That's City. right, yeah. So what they had done was like, okay, now we're going to record at all these famous studios all over the United States, different spots, and come up with a, you know, a unique sound, kind of giving it a history of where they were recorded. So I think that you pointed out something that was very interesting, that it may sound a bit schizophrenic. Hmm. 
right? Because it was recording yeah, different. Yeah, it's like it's everything's in your face. All the frequencies. It's not. It's it's how, how do I say it? A bit. If if you take analog equipment and you mm -hmm. just juice that on, on eleven, yeah, it's yeah. like everything coming at you, right? Mm -hmm. So I understand where it's coming from, but I was like, mm, I don't know, maybe maybe a little bit more refined uh, in the vintage kind of sound might might work for me. But that's just that's just my opinion. But in terms of songs and all that, it wasn't so bad. It was it was okay. It's good yeah. listening. No, no, your opinion is this is where your opinion counts. This, today, oh, yes. your opinion all matters. My right. <laughs> short, God damn it. Say yeah. whatever I want. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's it. what I thought. Your opinion yeah. today counts a lot. <laughs> Only today. All right. Well, today today you're the superstar. Thank so, you. Um but I, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But I, I do I do like their uh, earlier stuff. Right. Uh so, not, not not in the very beginning, but somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh like like you know, what's that song? There goes my hero. And uh, right. uh, uh, shape album, yeah, that's ever, right. ever long and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, color that kind of yeah. era, yeah, uh, yeah. I album. really like that, yeah. So, you're pretty much everything I believe is from '99 to I want to say 2008, something like that, yeah, 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 that's that's about right, yeah, yeah. So, I went the other way because I listened to a lot of those '99 to 2008 albums, and I think I told Ahmed Rasul this that uh, when I went to go see. Foo Fighters live um, you know I was just like oh I'll just go see them live it's I'm not a hardcore fan but um, the funny thing was I was singing every single song and I was really oh, yeah. enjoying it and then when I look back again I didn't realize this that always in the background I would be listening to Foo Fighters a lot like it's uh, one of those things where you're like, oh, you know, when you sit down to do, say, home homework or work or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, I would put on Foo Fighters. And the funny thing is that um, during that concert, it's like my entire life played out <laughs> in the last 20 years. Melodrama, right? yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> because you would, uh, because, you know, different different points of your life can be, you know, triggered by oh, music. Yeah. yeah by music. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. I was, I thoroughly enjoyed that concert. You know, I was like, wow, that, I didn't really. And then from there I became a hardcore fan. I, I, I guess I was, uh, you know, like subliminally, I was like a hardcore fan and now I'm like overtly a hardcore fan. So yes, that didn't even realize it, but yeah. So yeah, it's, um, so that's how I go like deep dive into these albums. And the way I got into the David Bowie trilogy was because of them again, because I heard uh, Under Pressure, they did a live rendition right. in Toronto. And then I was like, oh, let me just listen to more Bowie. And then they said, if you really like Bowie, check out the Berlin trilogy. And I've mentioned that a couple of times on this podcast. And it's a, it's, um, it's a, the, maybe I, I, it's not the, you have to kind of ease into it, right? It's a it's a challenging album, the challenging set of albums. So, yeah, just to ease into it, but uh, it's it's but the reward is definitely there. Moving on, uh, the way, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I'm just saying the way you described uh, Foo Fighters concert kind of reminds me of Iron Maiden because right. everybody everybody back in the we know they're cool, we know they're good, yeah. but everybody used to say go go see Maiden, right. okay? And once once you go see Maiden, and then you're like, oh my god. These guys yep. are incredible. Like, that happened to me. That happened yeah. to me. That was actually my first rock concert was Maiden. Yeah, and it blows your mind away, right? So yeah. seems yeah. like a similar story. Right. 
Okay. Oh, cool. It's all good. It's all yeah, because Ahmed, you listened to a lot of Maiden, right? Prior to going to the concert oh, or yeah. after as well? No, I was listening to him a little bit before as a casual fan, but after the concert, I became more of a hardcore fan. Right. That's the beauty of live music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's true, it's true, it's true. And since we are on the topic of uh, David Bowie, I want to recommend The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and The yes. Spiders from Mars. Yes. Oh, yeah. Classic album. album. Classic yeah. album. Classic album. And you know, the funny thing is if, um, if you guys have it, if you guys... Uh, I was at a record store and they had it on vinyl and um, I just wound up hanging out at the record store and um, just listening to that album on vinyl. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. Right. Vinyl, huh? I was in the store and they were playing it. So I guess I just hung out. <laughs> no, especially the old, old recording is so analog on vinyl. Right. It must be a yeah. like in your face experience, like the real thing. Mm -hmm. What other albums by Bowie are you into? Because I'm listening to Bowie these days. Oh, okay. Uh, and before, before the quarantine, anyway, I was listening to Bowie. <laughs> so I'll tell, right. you, uh, uh, I'll tell you the. Um, let me just bring up his uh, discography over here because I can't remember off yeah, the I got, top of my head. Right, right. I got Aladdin Sane, Diamond Dogs, and Diamond Hunky Dogs Dory. Yeah. So you're basically that. This is all that um, prior to the Ziggy Stardust persona and after, right? Yes. So I got so I was like, oh, I, I and I listened to the that prior, like I think maybe three four years ago, prior to his death, and then uh, everyone's like, hey, if you really like that stuff, you should definitely check out like um, his Thin White Duke stuff, and those are albums from the eighties. But um, let me uh, get these uh, the ones for you right yeah, now. Yeah, go ahead. So these were Brian Eno and. Um, Ahmed Rasul can fill you in because I can't. It's on the tip of my tongue and I can't remember. Uh, Ahmed Rasul, Brian Eno is from Roxy Music or no? Uh, I think so. Okay, okay. Sure. I got Google in front of me. Should yeah. I Google it? Yeah, go ahead. I have it. Too. I, I think I think it's Roxy Music, but uh, let's double check. Roxy Music. He was okay. Says so in, in yeah in Wiki on Wiki. Sorry. Uh, okay. So. Yeah, yeah. So these were Brian Eno's first, uh, uh, I guess, um, produced albums, uh, collaborations with him. So there's Heroes, Lodger, and L Brian Eno, as you know, is not only from the Roxy music, but he's also the, the I don't want to say the brains, but I guess, yeah, that's probably it. The brains behind you, too. So, yes. Um, I get it. So um, in a way, yeah. So that's a, that's a, That's where it comes from. Like, uh, you know, I'm a huge U2 fan. So I went, obviously, oh, yeah? sound. U2 fan. Yeah. 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 What's your favorite album? <laughs> um, my all-time favorite album is probably Octung Baby. Same here, man. Because it was And, that uh, time, right? Yeah. It was that time. Yeah, yeah. It was that time in Saudi Arabia, man. The time of Kullo Haram. Kullo Haram. And then <laughs> yes. Kullo Haram plus yeah. U2. <laughs> yeah, U2, yes. Plus U2. Everything's Haram. So yeah, no jeans, no shirts, no nothing, no long hair, no short hair. You know how I was, yeah, right? Yeah. The 90s. The 90s. Yeah. I don't know if uh, any of your listeners lived in Saudi Arabia around that time, but yeah, uh, I'm sure they understand my feelings or yeah. our feelings. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, so yeah, yeah. The, I guess there would be a lot of going back and forth with history in this as well. If you don't mind, so further ado, I want to start off. I'll kick off with the first question. Yeah. 
Okay, so my first question is, what was the first rock song you ever heard? Oh, come on, man. I'm not that young, dude. What's the first rock song that I ever heard? Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I've Probably Elvis. Elvis. Uh, Hound Dog. Okay, Hound Dog. Oh, nice. And yeah. how did you how did you get a hold of that in Saudi Arabia? And- okay, yes. Because, see, I'm not a young cat. I don't want to reveal my age. I'm older than you guys. But uh, I think I exposed your age initially when I said x amount of years. yeah you did yeah you did yeah. anyway i hope that short-term memories anyway cool but uh, uh back in saudi arabia around the 70s uh mm-hmm. there was a boom uh in indian movies right right so because of guys like amita bachan right right so so all the pakistanis indians whatever we get our cassettes from uh from the video store and they usually come from kuwait or the uae whatever mm-hmm. and there's indian movies so, that, so there's indian movies at home Right. right but when like my dad be working he's he's working for an american company mm-hmm. so the the american guys and the british guys would bring their stuff hey listen to this watch this check this out so then we'd he'd bring in all this you know british music uh even abba mm-hmm. and uh elvis he brought elvis and i was very young and i was like this this is something else uh elvis you know the whole hound dog and the dancing and i really loved it i'm like this guy can rock man this guy's awesome so that's the first rock song that I think I heard was uh, A Hound Dog by Elvis Presley. Nice. Um, Emma, do you have uh, any uh, uh, follow-up question? I know it's classic, but, you know. What kind of song in, uh, I guess, in Riyadh made you want to, you know, start playing guitar and stuff like that? That was the only thing I could think of right now. The whole guitar thing was an, uh, was an accident. I never wanted to play the guitar. Ah. That, that, yeah, yeah, it was it's completely... Uh, how do I say it? It's you know, it's by uh, by chance. Let's just put it that way. Uh, I mean, you guys all went to Cesar. Cesar was the American school for for the listeners. So, uh, in sixth grade, they had an activity day. Okay, and you had to sign. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys had it in your time. We had it in our time. Yeah, right? yeah, I had it in my so, time. <laughs> so, so yeah, so yeah, you had to sign up for some whatever activity. So I signed up for a, for a few, and they're they're all pretty much sports, and. Uh, the, the teacher said that everything's full and you, you wanted to play soccer. Soccer is full. The only thing available is guitar lessons. I'm like, I don't want to do this. You know? And that's what the principal of the school's name was Mr. Hansen back then, Tim Hansen. Great guy. Uh, so, I, all right. So anyway, so I'm like, all right, let's just give it a try. And then I'm a short kid, huge guitar, Spanish guitar. And he's like, this is a G, this is a C, this is mm. a D. And it was, it was hard as hell. Okay, fingers are like hurting. Right. It was done. I never wanted to see that shit again. Okay. Uh, and then moving on, went uh, when around the Minara time, we went to high school, Minara to Riyadh, right? Uh, I wanted to play guitar. And I'm like, okay, so I should buy a guitar. And my dad got me an acoustic guitar. Right. And there was no, there was no books. There's nothing. But I remember the lesson he taught me. He taught me how to tune. Ooh, he taught me a few basic nice, chords. Nice. I don't know how I remember that, but I remembered it. And I played and I was listening to Nirvana uh, at that time, never mind the album. And I think within the first two weeks, uh, I could play pretty much the entire album rhythm wise uh, just by listening to it. And I'm like, oh, shit, you know, there's something going on here. Maybe I should stick with this a little bit. And that's how it started. Nice. Now, now going back, um, you did mention Nirvana. 
what was the song that made you go, oh yeah, that's it. This is this is this is rock and roll, man. This is what I want to play. This is what I want to listen to all all my life. Uh, lithium. Lithium. Okay. Yes. Oh, nice. Shit, that song was just awesome back then. I'm like, dang, I love this song. Lithium? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Of course. Wow. This is, this is my sound right here. Yeah. Lithium. I think uh, both me and Ahmed Rasul have heard that album beginning to end multiple times. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite track? Lithium. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, um, to... To be honest with you, like if I was to think about like uh, my favorite Nerf, it wasn't actually off, off that song. It was uh, from their previous album. I liked Love Bites. And I remember one time I called you in Riyadh and you played the first few riffs from Love Bites. Uh, well, not Love Bites. Uh, love Buzz. Love, love Buzz. Buzz. I'm sorry. Love Buzz. I love that song. Yeah. I, I love that song. But that was later on. Anyway, we'll continue your story. But yeah. Sorry. So, uh, okay, so that was Lithium was the song that you said, okay, that's it. This is the one that I want. That's it, man. We're done. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Nice. Um, <clears throat> now, considering that this, we were still in Saudi Arabia, um, describe the scene. Like, um, uh, how did guys get a hold of, you know, tapes? And how did the guys get a hold of, like... I want to say like uh, these are the new cool songs. Check this out. Check that out. Because this, I think the time that you got into music was like the hype. It was exploding. Like it was like all these cool new bands were coming out. Soundgarden was coming out. Metallica had their stellar Black album, and Guns and Roses had Illusions One and Two. So, but th- how did you guys get a hold of those tapes? Okay, so uh, this is two part. Two parts to this. There's like the 80s era and there's a 90s era. Okay. Okay. So because we're talking about Nirvana, we'll stick to the 90s era. 90 her- 90s era was all just, like I said, Kullo Haram. Right. Okay. So so you really, you had to talk to your friends mm-hmm. in school. Uh, some of the, you know, some of them lived on compounds. Right. 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 And they're like, and like, we saw this on MTV. Check this out. And they would record uh, whatever MTV was playing. Mm-hmm. And you go over to their house or they, or they let you borrow their vhs cassette right you know and that's how you that's how we found out about uh whatever it was metallica soundgarden red hot chili peppers i remember red hot chili peppers i saw a video yeah, yeah. i was like who 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 this who's this is really good uh the blood sugar sex magic album so that's how i found out because i di- i did not live on a compound mm-hmm. so those guys were my friends were my only source so right. i had to ask them or they recommend something yeah, um, it's funny that you mentioned that because <clears throat> I remember, I think, I want to say 91, 92, you guys had a booster antenna and you were catching your neighbor's satellite. <laughs> you had recorded some MTV, MTV music videos and I got that's right. And I got a hold of them and I started watching. Oh, yeah? yeah, yeah. That was my dad. He was really into that stuff. Right, right, right. <laughs> into... Getting booster antenna? Yeah, we used to get like, yeah, we used to get like French TV and some fucking Russian channel, and, and like, oh, this is awesome, right? You know. <laughs> and then the mutawa would come, and he's like, uh, "Ya sadiq, ya sadiq, haram, haram, hada haram." Shut that down. We're like, "Yes, sir." And then he go away, and we put that sucker right back up, you know. Right. So yeah, good times. Yeah, yeah. that was my dad. Uh, he 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 was into that stuff, man. Right, right. So yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's... thinking about it, he had a, he had a lot of balls. Think you know, 
thinking about it now. Yep. He wasn't scared of Mutawas. Yeah. He's like, okay, have a nice day. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. Because that's um you that that those particular videotapes you had recorded, I believe it was like an MTV awards ceremony. And um and I had see and I it was one of those it was that award ceremony for me at least it was like okay that's it this is what i want to listen to for the rest of my life and um i believe it was uh, pearl jam with neil young and they did rock in the free oh way. okay right 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 and keep on rocking in the free that was an oh, awesome man, awesome that rendition that was a live great performance oh, what yeah. a amazing performance yeah. amazing performance and there's a bunch of videos from that from your collect from that you know you, you just recorded and then you know there's like all the Guns N' Roses videos. There's a lot of um, right. Metallica videos. There's um, a lot of dumb videos too, you know. Like I would say hmm. Vanilla Ice was there. Yes. Yeah, you know, hip-hop was uh, becoming yeah. mainstream. hip-hop was starting. It was a very, it's a very interesting time for music. Yeah, it was a very interesting uh, time for me. Yeah. 90s, like everything was on. Everything was switched on. It was, it was almost like the pop era, but in rock. Yeah. And... It was it was a great time to be alive, man. It was really really cool. Yeah, it was actually a really great time to be alive to 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 be able to be exposed to that. Yeah, nice. That's uh, that's uh, relating back to my history. Like, uh, so you were, uh, I guess, uh, in a way, you had indirectly influenced my taste as well. Um, you know how it is. I'm sorry, man, but you know. <laughs> so now you had told it. What can I say? <laughs> so you had mentioned your first. Um, um, guitar it was an acoustic guitar um, yeah. and so when did you get your first electric guitar and what model was it okay all right so i had a my dad got me an acoustic uh guitar he bought it off a friend it was a gibson okay nice okay oh, nice. nice right and i said nah i don't want this this sucks because right. i didn't know shit about guitars right mm-hmm. and everybody was like are you nuts man you're gonna sell your gibson what's wrong with you so and i was like nah i don't want this so so anyway i sold it so there was a guy I don't know if you know him. His name was, should I mention his name? His name was Scott Schiff. Let's just say his name was Scott Schiff, right? He he lived on, I think it was a King King Fahad Hospital compound. Right. Uh, right. So, so, he, so he he bought a Samic Korean guitar back in the day. You know, that's that's all you could get in Saudi Arabia. That or some old school Yamaha guitars. That's really it. You're not going to get your Fenders or your Les Pauls. Forget about right. it. So we, So he had that and he had a little amp, practice amp. And I just, you know, play on that. And eventually I got some books, uh, you know, music, music, basic music theory, <laughs> chords and scales, that kind of thing. And and just, just sit there trying to figure this stuff out. Listen, rewind, listen, rewind, play like that. Sometimes go to my friend's house, see what they learn, create a few licks, make, make up some stuff. That's really it. That's all we could do. There's no internet. Nice. Right. You know how right, it was. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. You just have to just, I don't know, find find the force from within. Yeah. Somehow. You do. Yeah. You actually have to. Um, yeah. So that's how it was, unfortunately. And also, uh, one one thing that really helped me back in those days was uh, trying to find uh, interviews that the band has done, like serious interviews. Yeah. And trying to look for influences, stuff that they used to listen to. Right. And try to look for that and just try to try to go back, try to backtrack it a bit, see what they listen to and what did that guy mm-hmm. listen to and what does this guy listen to. And that really helped in, uh, well, for, at that at that era, it was all about practice. So yeah, it really helped with the practice, trying to, you know, different riffs, different chords, 
trying to understand song structure. Yeah. So that, that's how I did that's, it. That's uh, to find good interviews because I didn't find good interviews until I moved to Canada. I mean, in Riyadh, I think it was virtually impossible. How did you guys? Find- well, I used to, well, you know, you have to tell a friend he goes back to their country. He buys some magazines. Right. He brings them, brings them at the airport. They look at it. They ink all that shit black. Right. right? Of course. <laughs> and, and they, <laughs> so all you got is words. Yeah. So you, you got to look at those words. And you, you have to filter the garbage from what the, uh, uh, you, you got to figure out your own context. Yeah. So what the, what the guy's trying to say. Okay. And, and then you, you kind of just, you know, put the pieces together and you go back. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, what is he listening to? What was, who's this? Right. Who's that? What is he talking about? Let's go find that. Uh, who knows about this? Ask your friends, that kind of stuff. It was just quite painstaking. Oh, it, it is. It is. It, it was. Um, I remember, you know, I like I said, I didn't find any of that information. I didn't like for the longest time. I didn't know that when Kurt Cobain once said uh, about the, you know, when they asked him about like, hey, uh, how did you come up? You know, what was your, what influenced you to come up with? Um, Never mind. And he said, I was just trying to make a Pixies album. So that's how I got a hold of Pixies. But that was yeah. What's a pixie? Who's a pixie? How's a pixie? Let's find out about this. Pixie. Yeah, exactly. Right. But this, but this then, yeah. you try to find some albums, yeah. and then you go to that that dodgy store in Shola. What was it? Uh, the mall, Shole or Shola, Shola whatever Shola it was Center. Shola, yeah, it was like a mall there, right? And there's a pixie album, and you, you you listen to it, and it's not even recorded properly. It's copied off some other crap. Yeah. And then you have to, you know, okay, yeah. it doesn't make any sense, but you know, I actually. You gotta work with what yeah, you got. I didn't even know Pixies until I came to Canada. So, <laughs> so there's a yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that I didn't, you know, like you listen to it, but you know, to do the research, I find that very interesting aspect uh, about what you had because that's something I didn't really do. I think my source was a mutual friend of ours that everybody knows over here is uh, Adil Lahari, and he's like, you know, he told me like if you like Guns and Roses. Guns N' Roses said they were influenced by Aerosmith. So check out Aerosmith. So okay. you know, I think that's how I heard Permanent Vacation. and <clears throat> that can... I heard their, I heard one of their influences was the Rolling Stones. Yeah. yeah. And that's how I found out about the Rolling Stones. Right. I mean, I, you're right about the Aerosmith. They toured together, yeah. which I found out much, much later. Right. But uh, uh, one of their influences is uh, Rolling Stones. And I heard, I heard them and I, I'm like, nah, man, this is not my cup of tea. Not when you're 16. Yeah, is you're not. Okay. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is. What is this? You know. So, but so the, so they're out. Uh, Hendrix. Uh, I heard Hendrix through some other band. I don't remember mm-hmm. what. I didn't like him so much. I liked some of his songs. Great. Uh, Stone Cold and and a few other songs. Um, uh, dry, uh, 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 Crosstown Traffic. I like that one. And then we oh, saw yeah. the movie, Wayne's World. Great. Right. So, that's that's all we had. Let's. Yeah. Really, all we had. That's all we had, and this is a very limited source. And you know, you had to, I guess, rely. Even um, coming back from like vacationing in Pakistan, you in Pakistan, you had more exposure than Saudi Arabia. That's true. That's true. I remember during the breakdance era in the eighties, I went to Pakistan, and my cousin had all these cassettes. They're like, "Watch this breakdance movie. Watch this one. Watch this." I'm like, "What is this guy?" There's like, we don't have any of yeah. this in Saudi Arabia. Haram, <laughs> I didn't see any of that. Yeah, you know. So Michael Jackson was yeah, around. Yeah, Michael Jackson for, was around. Uh, <laughs> Everything was around. Yeah. Everything was around, man. So, yeah. 
So they they, they had it good. Right. Pakistan. Yeah, Pakistan did have it good, and uh, if you knew where to get it in Pakistan, you were you. They even had magazines. You could get magazines. You could get like music. You could get almost anything over there that would be, you know, that that was kind of standard in UK and the United States at the time. And speaking of Pakistan, that's how I found out about Alice in Chains. My first, I, I bought a cassette. Right. Um, uh, yeah, Alice oh, wow. in Chains from Pakistan, from Clifton. Right. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, here's an interesting thing. I don't know, Ahmed Rasul, you could probably chime into this. Did you know any Alice in Chains fans in Saudi Arabia, like hardcore Alice in Chains fans? Uh, only one, but I'm not sure if it was Saudi or after okay. Saudi. Okay. Um, He was big into Alice in Chains, but not so much. Not mm, really. Same year. I didn't know that many people that were really into Alice in Chains. I need me neither. Just, just yeah. me. Yeah, and that's very interesting. Yeah. Again, see, it's like, um, it's the, it's whatever you can get. You become a hardcore fan. I remember as a kid in Pakistan, I got a hold of like, say, um, Iron Fist comic books, Daredevil comic books. Um, you know, these were like third tier characters in in the marvel universe but because i was reading i was so into it that they became one of my favorite and then when i would tell people like oh i really like iron fist and they're like what even prior to the show they're like what that's your favorite superhero you're joking right <laughs> i'm like no 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 i really enjoyed iron fist but um yeah this is that's the thing like whatever you can get that becomes your yeah get whatever you can get your hands on that's how i that's how the hip hop scene flourished in the in the 90s you know when the nwa mm-hmm. came out and uh big daddy kane and a couple of couple other guys uh, it, it wasn't in the stores it was through like in uh, in the american school friends would pass cd's and cassettes to their friends that's how i learned about the hip hop scene right um so here's my uh going back to another you know um Another question that we had, and I think you already mentioned it prior, was uh, you learning your guitar tabs from uh, the first, uh, not the first, but Nevermind album. Um, yeah. were, was that your first guitar tabs, or did you learn more from other albums? I didn't have the tabs for um, Smells Like, uh, oh, sorry, for Nevermind. I just did it by okay. ear. Okay, okay. So, so somebody told me, somebody taught me what a power chord was. Nice. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. Uh, and, nice. and he said, okay, so power chord, you go boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. Power chord. I'm like, hey, that's not bad, man. Let's try that out on, on the Nirvana album. Boom. The whole album, you know, it's, it's done. Right. So. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's, that's how it started. Yeah. yeah. And uh, after that, the second album I tried to work on was uh, Appetite for Destruction, which was. Ooh. Yeah, uh, a, you know, a different kettle. Yeah, you know, this all together. It's very, it's, it's quite. It was difficult, but it was fun. It was challenging, and eventually, somebody went to the states. They bought tabs for. Uh, <laughs> nice. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was appetite, appetite for destruction. But it. So I learned appetite uh, through tabs, right. and I learned a lot about music mm-hmm. uh, through that album. So so now because of that, I I could understand music better especially blues and rock right. composition yeah. Yeah. so so i look at it like that too it's not just like okay c here d here e here not, not just trying to learn how this guy's doing it right so it's very very helpful 
That's interesting. And then you learned to read music from those uh, guitar books as well? Just a little bit, but I prefer the numbers. It's a right. lot easier. I'm not yeah. that okay, good. Okay, understood. Okay. understood. So, so it's kind of... Because you have homework to do as yeah, well, yeah. right? And then, you know, your mother's like, Padai karo, padai yeah. karo. Isko guitar mat bajao, you know? So, so you have to... <laughs> It's a balancing yeah, yeah. act. It's definitely a balancing act. So you would have to find that medium, but it's um, it is it is it is a difficult thing, you know. Like uh, sitting down, learning an instrument is extremely difficult. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can relate to that. <laughs> even for me, like uh, we had a we had a band here. You, you give me drumsticks, you're like play this. I can't mm-hmm. do it. I'm like I'm not playing drums. Right. You know, can't do it. Doesn't make any sense. Can't even time the thing. E- even for bass, uh, I can play a little bit of bass, but. Guitar is where it's at. It's just it's just very natural. Mm-hmm. It's complete. It's very I don't know I don't know why, but it's the way it is, and it's very easy to be interested in it. I'm never bored of it. Always learning something from it. Oh yeah. So it's it works for me. I understand that it's not for everybody. Uh, now, Rocket, you you are playing the guitar as well, right? Like you're you've been practicing for a while, and you you can kind of chime in as far as difficulties. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of got into it quite late. So um, I learned I learned my first song when I was 17. My cousin mm-hmm. taught me Wonderwall on his guitar. Nice. So I only knew that one song. So I was like a one-trick pony for like four or five years because <laughs> there was no there was no one – because I left that city and there was no one to kind of learn from. and There was no YouTube. Um, then again, in my early 20s, I tried and then gave up. And then it was really like when I was like 35, I really mm-hmm. got into it the last five years. Nice. And, it was uh, good, man. Yeah, not, uh, yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah, I'm not great or anything, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Like I just enjoy the uh, experience, you know. Just yeah, 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 yeah. That's the right word. Enjoy the experience. That's the best way to learn. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just carry on with it. You know, just started with the scales, E minor, E major, pentatonic, and um, you know, Sweet Child of Mine, and just little things like uh, I could mention Nirvana. Like Lithium was one of the first. Enter Sandman is quite easy to start off yeah. with. You know, stuff like that, and uh, yeah, just just kind of carry on with it. Cool, cool. Yeah, well, I'm gonna come to England. Let's uh, let's do some Megadeth, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. It'll take me a while. Long quarantine long. Yeah. is done. Yeah, yeah. Some rust in peace, man. Yeah. Hanger, that was that Hanger 18, whatever right. it's called. Yeah, yeah. Hanger 18. Yeah. Do the solo. You do the solo. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> Except for uh, Teen Spirit solo. That's the only one so far. All right. Uh, cool, cool, cool. That was the easy. It's one. All good. So, uh, segueing from Megadeth. Speaking of Metallica. What was it about Metallica for you? Because you mentioned that's your favorite. For band. me, per- oh yeah, yeah. Uh, down the line, uh, in the beginning, it was ne- never my favorite band. Like, uh, how do I say? Mid eighties, the whole skateboarding thing mm-hmm. kicked in, right? And uh, we go to like these compounds, and these guys be playing music in the background, and they're doing their stuff, and you would hear Metallica. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first album, what was it called? Uh, Kill them all. Right, but uh, I'm like, oh, this sounds good, but it's not my thing, you know. It, it, it sounds gnarly. It it fits fits in with the whole skate scene. It's not my thing. Later on, I uh, think I heard uh, what's the one after Ride the Lightning? Ah, Justice right. for All. Okay, sometime in the '90s, I'm like, whoa, this is that same band back then. Whoa, this is pretty, you know, mature sounds changed quite a bit. Not bad, not bad, but yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, it's all good. But when the Black album mm-hmm. came out. I was already into I was already into uh, music uh, from a like a guitar perspective, mm-hmm. right? So I was I was more serious about music. And when it came out, I'm like, this this is a great album, man. This is pretty good. Uh, 
good solos, good, good, you know, good lead, good heavy mm -hmm. drumming. I like this. This is this is something different. So that's how I that's how I started liking right. Metallica. Um, now, particularly, uh, um, what was your favorite songs on the Black Album? It, it was not interesting. Oh, interesting. It was uh, uh, Sad But True. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love it. Sad But True. Um, what was the other one? Um, Wherever I May That's Roam. Good. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, Follow the God That Failed. Oh, wow. That's a deep cut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I was, I was not, I was not really into you know the popular stuff that you know the the, the stuff you see on yeah, the yeah. charts. That's that's not my thing. I, I'm really. What are you all about? So this is a more more going to the more deeper, darker right. stuff, like like not so popular stuff. What, what are yeah. you really all about? And th those were the couple of songs, especially "Follow the God That Failed." Yeah. I really like that song. Because you had the baseline. Yeah. Doo -doo -doom, doo -doo -doom. yeah, you yeah. had to go on the side two of that audio tape. To get to that's that right get that sucker over yeah no cd player yes so that was side two your old side one had all side the, two. the actually literally the first four songs are all their chart toppers on side one but on side two yeah that's when you get into the god that feels. that's interesting <laughs> so as you... and and now and and uh, after after uh, the mm -hmm. black album i was load and reload uh I was really interested in those albums too. Not not because they're commercial hits. There's something about it. It's like the darker, mm -hmm. heavy sound. Okay. And now as an adult, I've traced it all the way back to Black Sabbath. Okay. Black Sabbath uh, after Ozzy, like between uh, the Dio years, you know, it's, it's there's elements wow. of that. And I'm, I'm a big Black Sabbath fan too. So now I see where it's coming from. Right. Uh, there's a new wave of uh, British heavy metal. That's one element. But the darker, deeper stuff, it's definitely coming from right, seventh, right, right, right. That's so um, that's so uh, interesting because two things I want to point out. Number one, we never hear about the Black Sabbath years with Dio. And, I love those, and that's the thing because I think um, <laughs> you know I think it's it's the way it's the way history is written, and the way I think popular culture puts it is like, oh, the only Black Sabbath stuff that matters is the Ozzy Osbourne year years because you know march of the pigs and and um right uh, you know th those types of songs but nobody talks about dio so uh, you would uh, so, so so for our listeners you would highly recommend checking those out yeah yeah because i think the biggest problem uh with that era is the name black Sabbath. Right. okay because uh, the way it's written uh the lyrics the whole sound it's not black Sabbath. Right. It's right, right. So if they had changed the name, I think in retrospect, if they changed mm -hmm. the name, uh, it, it would have been great. It's like um, what's that? Velvet yeah. Revolver. Yeah. Right? yeah. So three three guys are the same from Guns N' Roses. The lead singer mm -hmm. is different, right? But but it's a different name. It's not Guns N' Roses, right? So something like that. Change the name. It might may have worked. But I really like those albums. Please listen to those albums, and judge them for yourself. Uh, it's, it's different. It's definitely not Aussie. Right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. If you're, you know, whenever you get a chance, check out those albums. I will definitely check out those albums because, oh, yeah. yeah, because uh, that's that's a nugget for me. That's a gold, uh, you know, a gold nugget for me. You just mentioned that, you know, it's something that I think that we often hear about is just the Ozzy Osbourne years. And then they kind of just dismiss yeah. the, the other years. And that's, I think that's very important. So yeah, definitely we'll check it out. Yeah, 
yeah even even in the groove of it the the way mm -hmm. it flows it's it's apples and oranges man it's just it's totally different right yeah uh, yeah I, i don't know how to explain this but like uh when i listen to black sabbath with mm -hmm. ozzy uh it's, it's kind of groovy uh somewhat mm -hmm. psychedelic but heavy kind of rock but when you listen to dio it's more like fantasy and mystical almost like an iron right, right, right. kind of a touch but 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 slower not not that right. fast so so they definitely slowed it down okay yeah because uh, i i i think when i moved to canada i got more into punk and um for me the first four albums because i think that's where they're coming the direction with metallica was coming from it was like hey man we can speed it up just like these punk guys and play it like that and The sound was more rock. Uh, I mean, I want to say more organic, but that's not fair because I think, right. um, you know, even the Black Album, I think, sounds pretty organic. And even the other two albums because, you know, I and I try not to thrash albums and I try not to thrash bands, but I think, you know, those albums, quote unquote, sold out, that would be, um, you know, that would be kind of like... Um, that was their that was their signature sound that got them a master audience right and that's the magic of mm -hmm. bob rock that's what i mean in, i learned this in when i when i moved to canada eventually that he was like you know your 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 albums you're not really capturing mm -hmm. your sound and metallica was like what what the what the f are you talking about and he's like let me show you how it's done so hence the black album right. that's that was his thing that was his shtick anyway i mean right, i learned this right. later So yeah, I'd, um, well, well, that's for some other time. <laughs> All right, cool. Hey, yeah, Matt, you know. No, no, I mean, it's, it's a, I think it's a difference of, um, it's, uh, not, not, a, I want to say like, it's a, it's a different, uh, perspective, but I think it's because if we get into that, then it's going to go into a tangent that, uh, you know, um, I think it's better suited for another time, but nonetheless, you know, if you really. If you really want to listen to a Metallica album, uh, what one I recommend is Garage yes, Incorporated. Yes, yes. And um, we had, um, me and uh, Ahmed Rasul, we were talking about that, that there was uh, one of the things that we did miss in our last podcast was uh, that particular album. Yeah, just, just, yeah. just hear it out because it's not really Metallica. It's cover mm -hmm. songs uh, of bands that Metallica liked and they're done yes, very, very they well. Are. Cool they, are. Yeah. they are. They are. So um, going back into it, um, um, relating back to it. So, um, um, and I think we kind of covered this. Tell us your favorite <clears throat> records. Uh, by uh, Metallica or by uh, yeah, other artists like, in uh, general? I guess other artists in during that time when you were in Saudi. Okay. All right. So let's start Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Um, was it Nirvana? Nevermind. Uh, and... Uh, Was that in in incesticide? Nice. Follow up album. Mm -hmm. Nirvana, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, moving on. Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. Mm -hmm. I, I like that album a lot. Uh, trying to think. Okay, Metallica, obviously, the Black Album. But at that time, before going to bed, I would always listen to uh, Master of Puppets or Justice for All. Oh, nice, very nice. Yeah. Especially Master of Puppets had this kind of like it's a slightly different vibe. It wasn't yeah, there's something about it. It was apart from not the not the song mm -hmm. Master of Puppets, some of the other ones like Leper Messiah. I was like, mm, this, this, this is pretty cool. There's something different. So I uh, I listened mm -hmm. to that. 
Ooh, who else? Who else? There was a lot of music back then, man. Uh, did I say Soundgarden? Soundgarden. Yeah, Soundgarden. You know, uh, Bad oh, Motor yeah. Singer. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Alice. Yeah, yeah. Loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alice mm-hmm. in Chains. Pearl Jam. Ten. Uh, you know mm-hmm. the first album. Oh yeah. Uh, New, uh, what was that extreme? Extreme. Nuno Betancourt. Oh, yeah. Extreme. Three yeah, sides yeah. to a story. Uh, Skid Row. Okay. Oh yeah. The youth gone wild. <laughs> youth gone wild. Still wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. So youth gone wild and the uh, slave to slave mm-hmm. to the grind. Uh, also great. Uh, album. Slave to the grind was by who again? Skid Row. Skid Row. Okay. Okay. Skid Row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aerosmith. Uh. What was it called? Aerosmith Pump, P-U-M-P, Pump. Yeah, mm-hmm. Love in an Elevator. Around that time, that was that was oh, one. That one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Hendrix. I had some Hendrix. Yeah, but I didn't like him. I just liked okay. a few of his songs. I wasn't really, really into Hendrix mm-hmm. that much. I'm out, man. I can't think of anymore. I'm too <laughs> no, old for no, this. No, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's actually that really quite, good. That's yeah. actually really good because uh, you too. Yeah, I forgot you too. Achtung, Achtung baby. baby. Uh, Achtung Baby and Rattle and Nice. Hum. Okay, 1988 or 89? 88, 88. Yeah, probably. Something like that. No, those are actually really good albums. I think, uh, again, if uh, our uh, our listeners if um, you know, I encourage the listeners to go back and check out those albums. Those are awesome albums. Uh, very guitar-driven albums. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. It's like, how are they doing it? You know, what is he using? What kind of effects? What kind of amps? Mm-hmm. What kind of pedals? What's going on here? And what's the concept? That's, that's, that was my uh, my approach for Interesting. listening. Uh, it wasn't, no, no, yeah. go on, go on, go on, please. No, I was saying I wasn't really into like headbanging, headbanging, and just like, yeah, man, rock out party. No, I was like, mm-hmm. how's he doing that? What's he using and how is he doing that? And right. what are they doing? So like even at concerts, when I go to concerts, I'm not headbanging. I'm just watching the stage. I'm watching these guys, how they are working with each other. What is when the drummer looks at the bass player, what is he saying? What what happened there mm-hmm. when they're doing the switches? When does he step on Ooh, the pedal? Nice. When does he step okay, off the okay. pedal? You know, what about those guys in the back? Who are those three guys on the left? The guys on on the right, you know, like things like this. Is this right, right? It's hard to explain. I know it's a little no, OCD, no, but uh, hey. because you're coming from a different background, you're coming from a background of someone who's a musician. Right. So you see that right. aspect of it. Maybe somebody that's a casual fan. I don't want to say casual fan, but, you know, just a fan of the music itself. They're there to headbang. But you're there to see like, oh, what's what is the technical, you know. Yeah, yeah. the technical side of it. How's this, how's this all done? Mm-hmm. How are they putting it together? How's he playing? Is he playing the same notes as the tab mm-hmm. or is he doing something else? Is he taking yeah, a shortcut? Yeah. You know, things like this. It's like what a million am, things. What yeah, what am, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. I started to notice that in the, like th- the last three or four years a little bit more as well. Where when I was a kid, I didn't at all. But I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. When you start out, all you want to do is get, get right. one song going, and maybe right. <laughs> maybe one or two chicks like you're playing. You know, that's really how it starts. Oh, he's a cool player. Ahmed can play. You know, yeah. You know, so but then after that, things get serious. You're like, okay, let's, let's okay. put some time into this. Like. Right, <laughs> so I, uh, you know, so getting back into it, I mentioned that you mentioned these records. I didn't hear any Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin came okay. later. Do you still? Okay, okay. Much later. Oh, I listen to Led Zeppelin like crazy. Mm-hmm. I have all the albums and everything, but that's much, much later. That's when you're backtracking yeah. from your bands. 
like uh, around around college mm -hmm. time and uh, further into adulthood. That's when I was like more into Led Zeppelin. And I'm like, wow, right. this guy can play. And um, if, if your favorite albums, is there like a favorite album number, number four? four? Okay. I'm trying to remember what some some of the songs on number four. Uh, was it was it like uh, uh, what was that song yeah with a yeah uh, what was with a rock and roll um, uh, it's called oh, rock and yeah, roll yeah, yeah. yeah that's and, uh, it, yeah when the oh, levee yeah, breaks yeah. I think that was in the form we use uh... yeah uh, I think so uh, unless the guy put the wrong label on the CD copy <laughs> some other fucking Led Zeppelin but 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 I think it's for all along you know. Well, that had a that had Black Dog the first track. Yeah, Black Dog, yeah, Rock Black and Roll, right? the Battle yeah. of War. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. When the yeah. levees break. Oh, there's like, Battle. Oh, there's some awesome songs on yeah. this one. Yeah, I think I might listen. To yeah, that's my favorite Zeppelin song, uh, album too. I think two and four, and then yeah. one, three. I think I will definitely go on. Again, see. it's 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 a more organic style. It's fast. It's not mm -hmm. like a, it's it's not like a lot right. of studio time in it. You know, plug in, ready to go. That's that's the kind of music I do. I think I kind of mm -hmm. gravitate towards. I think maybe that's why I like uh, Metallica's Garage Incorporated. This, this was it was recorded mm -hmm. in like two weeks. Plug in, yeah. Let's go see what you got. You know, so so the, I think that's my thing. Yeah, but everybody's it's, uh, different. Complete opposite of I think uh, Axel Rose, because I remember reading an interview about Illusions One and Two. This was in Saudi Arabia. And I think uh, I think uh, Alice Cooper. No, actually, this wasn't Saudi Arabia. This was when I came to Canada. This is when I found out. So Alice Cooper was in the studio. I don't. It's an Illusions Two song. I forget that Alex Cooper, uh, uh, you know, guests on. And he said that Axel would keep re-recording over and over and over, trying to get perfection. So there'd be long hours and days that they would be in the studio. Which was a complete opposite of Alice Cooper's. Like this is rock and roll, man. Just do it. Exactly. That's the old school rock and yeah, roll. Let's just so... do it. You, you got to capture the vibe. Exactly. When it's there. Sometimes you record this stuff, and and, and the, you know that that chemistry, mm -hmm. that vibe, whatever. Yeah. Is not there. So. That was uh, the garden yes. from Use Illusion One. That, yeah. Yes. So that's a that's a very interesting thing, and I just wanted yeah I wanted to make sure that uh, that there was a mention of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I just wanted to confirm that. Are you but, a fan or something? Uh, no, no, it's not a. I'm not a not a huge huge fan. I would say, but I did listen. There was a period in my life where I think about 31, 32, I started listening to more Led Zeppelin, um, and it, this might be sacrilegious to most rock and roll fans. Like, how can you listen to Led Zeppelin so far down the line? How can you know? But well, it's it's, it's not for kids. It's, <laughs> it is uh, slightly. But you don't get any, It's yeah. for more like you know, akalman log, yeah. You know, like how they say in Urdu. I don't know if your fans, uh, your listeners speak yeah. Urdu, but yeah, zara padhe likhe log na. Unko tamiz hoti na music ki, to unke liye don't get any headbang. Uske liye nirvana. So if so, if you're you're a serious music fan, and I think that's uh, and I think coming from a guy that's a guitarist, I think, and you always talk about, and you definitely talked about, like you know, that kind of stuff. So I wanted to make sure that that definitely got included, you know. And speaking of which, did you like the Plant and Page album? That was the live album from MTV. You didn't, okay. no. Interesting. 
Interesting, man. It's not there. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. that chemistry is good, but it's not Led Zeppelin. No, it's done. It's the the time. Mm -hmm. The season is gone. It's that's how that's how I felt. Nice. Um, I mean, he. Speaking of which, uh, the singer, uh, what's his name? Uh, Yeah, Robert Plant. He's done some great work with other artists. Right. Okay. not uh, like some uh, other stuff, not Zeppelin stuff, original stuff. And they're really good albums for right. what he's trying to do. Like his sound, his, his, and I like that stuff, but I didn't like them together. I was like, nah, this is, it's like, I don't know what it is. This is too modern or something. Is this not for me? I so prefer the old stuff. Like uh, Paige and uh, David Copperfield? Coverdale? No, 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 no. Much, much later. Much, much later. Uh, uh, what was it called, man? Uh, uh, Robert Plant, or and the Strange Sensations. Oh, okay, okay. They had an album. Well, that's a okay. good album. Oh, nice. Uh, and it's and and it's uh, mm-hmm. his mysticism, but uh, combined with the politics of the time. This is, I think, post nine eleven, and you mm-hmm. know the war in Iraq, and Afghanistan around that era. He came out with this album. It's a pretty good album. He's really good. He's really good. It's it's got a bit of that Zeppelin voodoo. It's not Zeppelin. Yeah, this is this is one of the. Um... This is why I like uh, talking to guys that are musicians because they can always relate those kind of albums that we don't really generally hear about or, you know, uh, I think are brought into discussion unless you're a serious fan. So this is for us. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got to hear this stuff because for me, this is definitely nuggets of gold. I know something to definitely go back and check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of artists that are not mm-hmm. so popular, even in our time, but they're great musicians. Yes. Musicianship. It, I mean, one band, for mm-hmm. example, Mr. Big, uh, they, they had like yeah. one hit, To Be With You, right? I, I mean, I have that album. And uh, from a radio point of view, it sucks. It's, it's never, it's never going to make it on the radio. I mean, this, mm-hmm. these aren't radio hits. But from a, from a music point of view, uh, the musicianship is incredible. Those right. guys can play. Uh, now... Now, speaking of, you know, guys that can play, um, and again, this is a very contentious kind of um, uh, topic for many Guns N' Roses fans, is Buckethead. What did you think of Buckethead? Yes. I don't want to swear, but he's incredible, man. He guy mm-hmm. is versatile. He has that thing called versatility. Not, not a lot of, including Slash. Guys like Slash are no, not versatile. he's not, unfortunately. Uh, uh, and I'll, I'll explain it in a minute. Uh, uh, Slash is a blues-based player. Yeah, so, he he tends mm-hmm. to stay in that box. Uh, everything everything he does originates uh, with from a mm-hmm. blues perspective. Okay, and he adds things on top of it. Guys like Buckethead can just play anything. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? They're not they're not bound down like no, I'm a blues player, I only play blues rock. They will do anything, they'll do all these crazy scales, mm-hmm. finger tapping, whatever, you know. Yeah. It doesn't bother them. So so that doesn't mean Slash is a yeah. bad player or he's not good. But but it's just You're, two different yeah, apples things. And apples and oranges. But yes. but he is a good player. Um yeah. He needs to lose the bucket though, come up with something else. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't like that bucket though. Yeah. But guy can play. Yeah. I think it hurt him in the long run. Okay. I mean, he's a really good player. Paul Gilbert mm-hmm. from Mr. Big, another great player. Uh, 
try tries to diversify diversify but still somewhat mm-hmm. blues based uh yep. Nuno Betancourt you know from extreme uh, you know just throwing some old names uh right great player tries to be more right. like queen Brian May mm-hmm. put everything in there wow. I I guess yeah I know it's a I mean there's a back, there's a there's a blues uh musician back in the 60s right his name was Freddie King okay he was uh, one of Eric Clapton's influences, right? Uh, One of his solos. Off, but uh, any relation to BB King? Yeah. No, 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 no. There, there are three kings in in uh, blues music: BB mm-hmm. King, uh, Albert King, Freddie King. Thank you for clearing that up. Thank you for clearing. Okay, that there's up. three. Yeah, there are three kings. Yeah, I listen to a lot of right. blues. Actually, I love blues. So, but that's a later thing. It's not when yeah. you're 16. It's more adult. You know, so blues, you know. <laughs> so anyway, so so one of his one of his songs, uh, the solo, the blues solo, is only one note. Right. Okay. And Eric Clapton says that's the best solo in the world. Nice. So I guess it's all about timing, mm-hmm. feel, uh, right. how to put it together. I think the composition does it work? Does it move you? Does is the does the message message go across? Right. I think all that matters in the end. I mean, look at look at look at Kurt Cobain. You know, he isn't exactly Mozart on guitar, but yeah, well, whatever he does, it works, right? You like it, I like right. it. We're inspired by it, and it works. I mean, look at someone like mm-hmm. Noel Gallagher, who's a good player, oh, yeah. but yeah. he's been criticized over and over and again, uh, over and over again, of being too much like the Beatles. But I, I don't think so. I think he's inspired by the Beatles, but he's got definitely has his own voice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right, and he makes it uh, work. No. Uh, now I'm not familiar with this concept, but um, I had heard about it. So basically, they say that uh, certain guitar tabs and movement of guitar tabs, there can be a mathematical formula indicating how you can do those movements. And yeah. um, it's been criticized that, uh, and I've I've heard that I, I'm not sure, but I think they call it math rock. But um, is it really real? And can you tell us a little about it? I've I've heard a little bit about it. I tend to um, right. ignore it. I don't want anything to do with it. If it, if it's too mathematical, right. it's not music. You know, there's no feel in it. There there is a thing called a uh, circle of fifths, fifth any bunch fifths, right? I don't know how it comes out on this mic, but circle of fifths. This mm-hmm. is how music is grouped. If you learn that, you right. can play almost anything. And uh, and a lot of lot of jazz guys uh, who are great guitarists, they. They play within a certain box, but they're always going outside the box and right. they're coming back in the box. And when you look at, since we're talking about music, we look at Indian music, Pakistani music, mm-hmm. like music on sitar, tabla, especially especially uh, South Indian drumming. Their their drum beats are technical, as you know, uh, as I don't want to say the f word, but yeah, as that. So very very technical technical beats. But we don't learn this stuff in school. We don't learn about like you know indian music or pakistani music so we can't really appreciate it but there's a lot of a lot of technical right. stuff there as well so but again at the end of it is how do you right how do you put it together yeah cuz i think uh, a lot of people have lobbed that criticism towards buckethead is that it tends to veer into like math rock he well mm-hmm. fair enough but he isn't the only one you look at some of the new rock bands now metal bands mm-hmm. like periphery okay um I don't know. Do you know these I names? Periphery? periphery. Have you heard of Periphery? 
No. Okay. It's it's it's, it's like a it's like a heavy metal band. It's super mm -hmm. technical stuff. Uh, there's another uh, another metal band, Animal Animals as Leaders, with Tosin Nabasi. He's a he's a guitar player. He plays mm -hmm. uh, eight string. Wow. Uh, eight string guitar. Does some crazy right. crazy stuff, sweeps mm -hmm. and all those other stuff, right? And it's it's melodic, but it's that mathematical right. melody. It's not it's not feel melody like like right, right. like a blues Obviously. player does, right? So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there, there's that side of music. It's what I guess what you want to do, what the yeah. song needs. And I think I uh, you it. pointed out pretty good that uh, that math rock, then it turns into a video game as opposed to, <laughs> you know, because you're, right, right. you're just, you're, you figured out some sort of algorithm and now you can work accordingly to that algorithm. Like if I work this way and I do it this way, then, and then you're, you're right. You lose the soul, you lose you know, it becomes too conscious of an effort. Well, another word for math rock is uh, 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 hair metal. Yeah. It's a formula rock. What happened to that is done, finished, buried. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares about it anymore. So, you know, so I, that's how I feel about it. It's the same thing over and over again. Same band, saying the same stuff, playing mm -hmm. the same way. And oh, obviously. Boring. Obviously. Um, so um, leading up to my next question is... Um, what are some of the Pakistani bands you enjoy? They go, yeah. Growing up uh, in Saudi Arabia, there was only mm -hmm. two bands. Vital Signs True. and Junoon. Right? Those are the two biggest. Mm -hmm. And there were strings as well. Uh, so those were my first mm -hmm. three pop bands. Okay, I, I listened to Nazia Hassan. But I was very young then, right? So but those were the, those are the first three. And obviously out of those right. three, I'm going to go for Junoon. So that was my uh, first exposure to Pakistani pop, Junoon. Nice. Teeny, there was no such no, thing. No, there, there was no wasn't. such thing back then. I don't know if you're familiar, but I think in Pakistan, there was a burgeoning death metal, black metal, doom metal, speed metal scene. Yes, this was... Oh, um, really? The Barbarians? Yeah. What was it called? The Barbarians? Something the two like brothers? That. Yeah, they used to play. Yeah, I turned that off. I'm like, nah, man. This is like okay, okay. too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting that it uh, that that scene came about. Like I, I didn't like. There's a lot of you know that kind of metal fan base in Pakistan. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's very interesting. I find it very interesting. But uh, you know, something to point out that I'm that oh, that's that's interesting. The kids are all right. That's what I say. Um, what what about you? What were you into? Yeah, you probably, was, back then. Yeah, I, was, well, uh, I mean, there was of, nothing uh, else. More vital signs and. Um, Abey, vital signs? Kya yeah, baat hai, string, romantic string as well. Share shayari, na share shayari with you. In uh, in uh, yeah, shayari. Oh, strings, yeah. strings. Yeah, mashallah. Yeah, I was a very romantic kid. I didn't get into Jirud until much later, and then uh, I was like, oh yeah, these guys are these okay. guys are pretty cool, man. I like these guys, and I'm glad I listened to them much later because during the time that they were really doing, they were getting super popular. Um, I think sometimes that kind of that's not a you kind of go with the flow of what everybody's listening to, so it kind of yeah yeah I remember that phase yeah everybody used to come up to me like uh, when I was in college hey guys have you heard of Junoon I'm like what are you talking about Junoon man we we invented Junoon man you don't know anything yeah. about Junoon कल के बच्चे आ रहे बता रहे Junoon सुना है आपने you know it's like no man so, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, so, so I'm glad I know what I you're talking to listen about. to him much later because then I think we did a podcast on Junoon and I was, you know, relaying my favorite songs and 
Um, and uh, there were, I think, a lot of times, even with the Oasis, there was a couple of songs where I told Ahmed, and Ahmed's like, wow, I can't believe you like that song. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, uh, I'm, I'm glad. Because, you know, you get to listen without prejudice. That's what I want to say. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, now I think you did mention a couple of metal bands that, um, you know, we didn't um, – that you uh, – that, that were – I guess they were new – that you had mentioned. So are there any current metal bands you listen to or any new bands that you enjoy? I'm not listening to any new, mm-hmm. new bands, but uh, recently I've been listening to Mastodon. <laughs> yeah. I like their vibe, man. It's, it's yeah. a bit of old, I bit of new. That. Go ahead. Yeah. And I uh, know oh, I was just going to say, yeah. I did, man, I, I saw them live. So I was like, Oh yeah. This, they were amazing live. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. 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 Right, and uh, there's another band, uh, mm-hmm. not new. Uh, okay, Bullet from My Valentine. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of revisit mm-hmm. them a little bit. They're pretty good. Uh, they they were they were gonna play here. We're we're gonna right. go. Uh, Iron Maiden and Bullet oh, nice. from My Valentine. They were gonna do a show in Japan. Uh, yeah, uh, Bullet from My Valentine was gonna open, and I I don't know. I think it was one more act. Can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. And then it was gonna be Iron Maiden. But the same oh. day there was a big earthquake yes, here. Yes. The Tohoku earthquake. Right, so everything got canceled. It never happened. Yes, so. I recall. Um, and you know, uh, I just wanted to ask you because I think uh, the last, you know, I want to say the last fifteen years that I was listening to music, and I got to, you know, my your tastes evolve. You like different style of guitarists and stuff like that. Um, have you ever heard of a band called Dinosaur Junior? Yeah, of course. That's yeah, like yeah, during the alternative you, era. Uh, on your scale of one through ten, how would you rate Jay Mascus, the guitarist? Very different. Very different, different stuff, very man. They're coming place. from a different place. Yeah. They're not coming mm-hmm. from musicality in the sense yeah. of music that we know. They're coming from more of an emotional music 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 yeah. driving emotion, you know, or or complimenting what they're feeling. It was different. But he wasn't the only I mean, he was one of the guys, but yeah. there's many, many others in that era. And I was living in England at that time. There's a lot yes. of alternative music coming out, and they're using the same kind of—I don't want to say the word formula—but using mm-hmm. music to amplify their feelings rather than m- music being about melody and harmony. Right. So I was like, okay, cool. That's this thing. Yeah. It, it works. You know, it's different. You know, uh, why should it be the same? Right. Be out of the box. That's. Yeah, I got to. Uh... I mean, I don't. I don't really knock musicians too much, like you. I don't. This is what you want to do. This is what you believe in. Sounds all right, mm-hmm. and you just got to put it out there. See how, see how the you know the right. responses. Yeah, it's. Um, I did get to see them live, and um, it was very. Oh wow, wow, it was so good? impressive. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, wow, because, it's that good? Eh? Yeah. It doesn't yeah, look like it's gonna be uh, good two live. Two things. But, okay. Number one, cool, um, cool. they're not a very popular band, so you. I literally saw them for I think twenty five USD. And that's wow. cheap. I've seen that's a lot cheap, of bands bro. for like 10, 15 bucks, man. And uh, some are good. Some are not that good. But um, Dinosaur Jr. Because, you know, I was like, I I fell in love with that sound, right? Like, I I guess it was uh, what you had mentioned earlier that there's, you know, I think transitioning from that romantic boy listening to, you know, vital signs and strings where your emotions play your musical instruments Exactly. <laughs> so I guess uh, yeah, Dildit Pakistan got me to Dinosaur Junior. 
So, um... <laughs> all right, nice. That's all right. A little, uh, Sounds like a movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So for me, it was, you know, right. he was, um, I was like, oh, wow, this guy's really good. And, you know, I think, I, you know, like from that era, like, um, I don't want to say from, from, from that time that I was discovering these new musicians and, uh, you know, Jack White, are you a fan of Jack White as well or? Yeah. 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 I like his stuff. It's very, it's yes. very unique, but very, he's very, very blues based. So, and that's why it's unique. Takes it to another level. I saw yeah. him live twice. One time I saw him live for 10 bucks and another time, uh, almost damn near 200 euros. So, <laughs> but that was, it was a what? festival. So it was a festival. So <laughs> I got to see. Okay. He's he's all right though. Uh, he's mm-hmm. all right. You know who wasn't so good? I saw right. Jamiroquai. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, now mm-hmm. the band was incredible. Okay, those guys are mm-hmm. tight, man. Those guys can play. But Jamiroquai, after every song, he's just out of breath. He's like passing out on wow. stage. Okay, and and at in that concert, he, he he's just wearing a t-shirt and he uh, I think he's wearing some white pants. So he wasn't like super mm-hmm. uh, overly dressed or anything, right? And he had like a headgear on, but he, <laughs> dude was out of breath after every single song. And I was like, what the hell is oh, wrong okay. with this cat? Right? Yeah. Guess but for the him, band the was I made it for Children's Insanity. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, yeah. Virtual Insanity era. Yeah, around that time. Yeah. I'm like, nah, man, yeah. I'm not seeing this guy again. This guy's dead, man. I mean, I saw Metallica wow. three hours live, mm-hmm. not a single mistake. A yeah. bunch of Buddha rockers not making a mistake. Still yeah. playing thrash, still kicking ass. That's uh, yeah. Metallica is um, good like that. They can definitely play those songs, and I've heard yeah, Maiden too. Like and that's, Maiden. I think uh, uh, Maiden came last year to Canada, so next time they come, I am definitely gonna go see them live. I think that's a must for me now, because that's two people. Yeah, two people Check have come to Maiden, and now it's and and you know because of Emma Soul and his younger brother, I listen to listen to a lot more Maiden now. So I think uh, Power Slave is my, you know, after I'm done listening to like, say, so I start my day with like, uh, you know, something slower, like maybe like the first four Beatles albums. Again, that's something that another soul suggested to me. So it's kind of a nice way to. Beatles is good, man. Yeah. Especially the 60s Very era. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, Beatles, no, yeah, that's pretty like good. All those fantastic, like, phenomenal albums, phenomenal albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rubber Soul. And once I get into that, now I need to like, you know, pump it up an amp and before it used to be punk rock now it's power sleeve so so what happened to did little pakistan and it does because it's yeah, yeah till till end of the day till end of the day when i have to go home and i'm like oh this day's done reflect back on the past yeah, put on some vital signs one or two even three mostly strings two nowadays it's usually strings two you know who I'd recommend uh, since you're on a, <laughs> such a power trip, so to speak? Sure. Uh, uh, something old. Oh, yeah, Cream. Yeah, yeah. Eric Clapton, Cream. Cream is great. Cream. Yeah, I love Cream. Uh, and yeah. speaking of... I learned, I learned how to play... Sorry, I learned how to play blues through mm-hmm. Eric Clapton. I used to listen to Eric Clapton. He's right. like my teacher blues. Ah, so, but yeah. uh, Cream, love Cream. Disraeli, Disraeli right. Gears. That's the name of the album. Second album. If... Love it. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Coming back from that blues. same era, then, because I got into the Small Faces, aka the Faces, the first two albums. Oh, I love the Faces. Right, the fa- right. Because that's a. Oh my god, they're, they're good. pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah. Rod Stewart. This is like 
Very, yeah, very I think good. I mentioned this before on previous podcast, you know, like we, yeah, you listen to, you know, the goofy, but if you think I'm sexy, Rod Stewart, and you're like, you know, I think the cheesiness yeah. of it, right? Like the, there's a bit of a cheesy song, right? Yeah, cheesy, yeah. you know, it's got flamboyancy. It's just, yeah. The front, the front man is mm-hmm. Rod Stewart. He can but pull it you, off, you know. You know, I mean, if it's Nusrat Fateh yeah. Khan singing that, it's not going to yeah. work, right? So, so I think when you exactly, so when you listen that. to the first those, you know that that those albums, and you're like, it's a very stripped down version of um, Rod Stewart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that, and that's what yeah, I like. I love the, that the I, simplicity. Yeah. yeah, the the, the rawness. So of definitely it. put those. Like you gave me a bunch of ideas, so I'll definitely check out all those albums. Um, and which leads me to my final question. Um, so it's actually a two part, and um, I talked to Ahmed Rasul about this yesterday, and I I showed him a picture, and I, I heard a couple of videos. I haven't heard all the songs and everything. I haven't really gotten too much into it. Do you listen to X Japan? I really? used to, yeah. They're incredible. Tell us a bit about them. Well, I mean, you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm learning about them myself because, like, I was telling Ahmed before the podcast started, I can speak Japanese, but it's not mm-hmm. like you know super good or anything. But uh, X Japan is a rock band from mm-hmm. like the mid '80s, right? And right, it's their version of glam and uh, rock combined. Yeah. But these guys can play. It's 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 visual. Mm-hmm. It's called Visual K. It's a it's a, oh. it's a genre on its own. Okay, but what makes X Japan so cool is that the the songs resonate okay with the listener. It's it's not just crappy okay. hair metal songs, you know. There's there's meaning in the songs, so it resonates with mm-hmm. the listeners. These guys can play, mm-hmm. and these guys look good. It's just on stage; they're incredible. the The live shows just kick ass, uh, so it works. And they sold tons, mm-hmm. tons and tons of albums. Yeah. In Japan and around the world. Um, I believe uh, on Slash's newest album, there was a bonus track that the lead singer from X Japan worked on, or something like that. Of that happened because I think Slash is a fan too. Who Yoshiki? Right. Yeah, you gotta be. Uh, if if you're a guitarist, forget the name mm-hmm. of the songs. Like how you do that, how you play this. Some very good, very good riffs. Very good riffs. Fast riffs, slow, right. technical. They do all that. Hmm. The musicianship, right? right. It's, it's um, there. And speaking of which, um, you know, kind of a goof on, I guess, not a goof because I, I think they're kind of serious about their art. And I think I posted this video on your Facebook and I apologize and I took it down as well. A baby metal. Oi, oi, baby metal. Oh, God. What are you saying? All right, I'm done. I'm out of here. See y'all. Delete. Delete this show. God damn it. Start from the beginning. Baby, baby metal. I, I really don't see. I, I just right. what, why, you know, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. yeah, why? Okay, so that's my thing. But uh, people enjoy it, and uh, I feel sorry for those people. Right, but right. anyway, it's not my thing. Yeah. Um, you know? mm-hmm. However, having said that, the actual band, the musicians, they're very, very good. And uh, if, uh, my neighbor is a big uh, baby metal fan, and he gave me a CD. And he's like, "Please listen to this." Right, you know, right. I'm like, "No, you know, I, I don't, I don't want this." He's like, "No, no, please." You know, you're my right, neighbor. Right. Please listen. I'm like, "All right, okay, whatever." So I listened to it. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of throwbacks to Slayer, Metallica, 
you know, Megadeth, uh, Anthrax. There's a, there's a lot of homage, homage to to uh, to those kind of bands right. from the from the band itself. But uh, as a, uh, why? I mean, why? Yeah. Uh, why? Why do you need I, baby metal? I think. Man? Um, I mean, <laughs> my head hurts. <laughs> I think it. Um, I'm sorry. Please go ahead. No, I'm just saying. There's a song called "Give Me Chocolate." I mean, why does that have to be metal? Right. Why can't right, it be right. pop? <laughs> Techno or disco or something, you know. I, I don't know, man. This oh, no, no, the point of, of contention. The band I wanted to mention was um, something my youngest brother gave to me, and I was like, "Oh, these guys are rad." It's a Japanese band by the name of Electric Eel Shock. Electric Eel Shock. I yeah. never heard of it. Oh, they were pretty rad. They were pretty rad. They were a garage band. Um, uh, you know. Okay that uh fast uh punk style right. but there was guitar swings kind of yeah okay and while we're here why don't you maybe google this band maximum the hormone maximum the hormone okay maximum the hormone okay you're gonna like it same kind of stuff a yep. bit, bit, bit more on the heavy side though still okay. speed fast vicious but very very heavy and very like like uh like growling vocals Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of growls. Uh, uh, there's another band that I I remember listening to in college and I'd gotten like, you know, this was back in the day of Livewire and uh, uh, what's it called? Um, the illegal downloading program that Metallica. Napster. Like, Napster. So Guitar, uh, Guitar Wolf. Okay. Uh, another Japanese band. Guitar Wolf. Yeah. I haven't heard of that. There's quite a lot of bands there, but no, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, there's quite actually quite a lot of bands from uh, Japan as far as like guitar. Okay. Right. For, since we're talking from a guitar point of view, here's a band I would like to recommend. The band name is Loudness. Mm-hmm. Loudness, right? It's okay. from the uh, it's, it's from the hair metal era from the right. 80s, right? Mm-hmm. But one of the cool things about this band is that it was produced by Kramer, the same guy who produced Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Check them out. They're, they're they're very very good. Okay, yeah, definitely, definitely will do. Um, so that that in itself um, wraps up for me. Um, I think I covered up almost literally everything that I was going to ask, and plus some more. Plus some. Was that pushier? Too much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I enjoyed this. This was, this was fun. If you have any last questions, please shoot. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, my only I just hope you come back. This is a lot of fun. And uh, it was great. I'm here, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a lot of fun. Good and uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that you were, I think you were our first listener too. And you also do the guitar intro um, for our podcast. So yes. Was, I'm sorry if awful. somebody didn't like that. It was, you know, <laughs> no, 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 I love it. Spur of the yeah, moment yeah, kind of thing. I'm like, this will be perfect. Let's just do right. this. Boom. So yeah, I enjoyed I this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, I hope uh can do more shows together. Mm-hmm. Talk, uh, talk 100%. music. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Lots, of, lots of music in this world. Uh, yeah. Lots of cool ways of looking at it. And mm-hmm. yeah, nice place to be, man. It was nice talking to you guys too. Absolutely. Like last time, Absolutely. last time we spoke, we were like kids. Yes. Yeah. Spoke, I, like, I think we men. we haven't even actually spoken, me and you. No, we have, now. but long time. Oh, we did. Vague. Okay. You know? It's like Wojo and I. that guy. That guy is Atif. Like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stay away from him. Just, just don't piss him off, right? <laughs> He's a bad influence. Yeah. We said do raw, but Okay, yeah. So like that. 
So I was like, hello, hi, how are you doing? So, uh, and it's kind of funny because, you know, now he's a teacher and uh, he's a family man. Yeah. Back then we knew him as a skateboarding guitar playing badass. With the long hair. Yeah, yeah long hair too. Well, the badass is just refined now, but it's still in, in you know, still there. Right. Still time to time it comes out in the class. Right. So <laughs> well, those are stories for another time and. Yeah, uh, like I always tell these kids, you think you guys are badasses, you ain't seen shit. So, <laughs> so anyway, well, that's the story for another time. But cool. yeah, it's good. It's good to see this generation see what kind of stuff they come up with, and mm-hmm. some of it is quite yeah, weak. Other stuff is really, really creative. And I actually tell them that was pretty good. I enjoy that. Right. You know? Yeah. My thanks to Atif for joining yeah, thank us. You, thank and, you. Thank uh, you. Absolutely. Well, we'll do more shows together and uh, we will be back. Stay tuned. This has been iRock City and uh, rock on.